I just need to look at one map real quick, and then I'll be. Ready. Oh my god, you're you're involving maps in this. <laughs> I'm just about to list off some geography and not know where it is. If you don't win this one, then like, <laughs> what are you I doing? Mean, this is then the, everyone not- will know it's rigged against me. So I win. No I don't. <laughs> I don't think nice. so. <laughs> I don't know. She might have a point. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've only won once. Yes. You did when Anna was here and was actually keeping track of points, which is just so rude. I want to contest that point tracking. Well, can you? Did you keep track? I mean, I guess I would have to go listen to it Mm -hmm. and keep track. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody got time for that. Not even the unemployed. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's like what... <laughs> dedicated Ooh, super fans are for one day one day hopefully one day. we have super fans who go back and they listen to each episode and they just tally up the points of each episode and they just let us know. for those stalkers not stalkers you guys only think of two types of listeners in this podcast you guys think of stalkers and parents and that's it that's the only two types of people and those that slip into Mara's dms <laughs> Okay, welcome to My Top Everything. I'm Marianne, I'm your host. I'm Kara. And I'm Mara. We are three best friends who argue about everything. Uh, Today our topic is top three geological mysteries. Did you want to go first, Kara? I think you should go first. Yes, I do. Start us off strong. All right. My, what is it again? My number three geological mystery is Devil's Tower. So Dude, (laughs) this is my, yes. Hell yeah. I was obsessed with this piece of rock when I was younger. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So for those uh, at home that don't know, Devil's Tower is a kind of like tall, it's like an upside down cup in the middle of what is otherwise flat land in Wyoming. But wait, it's, it's not, it's not hollow. Right. I'm just trying to describe the shape. <laughs> and also, it, it doesn't really look like a Well, how do like you describe top. it? How do you describe Devil's Tower? It's like a column rising from yeah. the earth. That's a much better term. Yep, you're right. <laughs> it's a column. Uh-huh. Uh, a red column in the middle of what is otherwise flat land in Wyoming. And the area around it is sedimentary, and the oldest visible rock that we can see is uh, from a shallow inland sea. So we know that there was at some point some sort of ocean or something at that point. But while the rock around it is sedimentary, meaning that rock was laid down over time from erosion and wind and that kind of thing, uh, Devil's Tower is igneous rock, which means that it's from volcanic activity. And we don't know how it formed. We have four theories. One is that it's intrusion, which basically means that like magma came up from below, pushed its way up, and then cooled, and then as eroded as erosion happened, it basically exposed. So it tower. was like magma that came up into a bunch of soil and uh, formed yeah, that more way? or less, but it didn't. But it didn't peak over. It didn't peak out. So right, it's like underground magma, yeah. Yeah. 
And so then the erosion took away everything else. But then why did it form in that shape? Yeah. Have you Um, described the shape yet? (laughs) (laughs) I really wish I could uh, like share the images, but. I've got the, I've got the, I pulled up the figures. Oh, you do have it. Okay, good. Yeah. So the first theory is called stock theory. And basically it means that like magma came up and then over time, the sedimentary rock around it eroded. So it left that exposed. The second theory is called the lacolith theory. And that is where a large mushroom shaped mass of igneous rock uh, intrudes between layers of sedimentary rock. So it kind of like pushes shit around. Um, And it also doesn't reach the surface. So they're pretty similar. Well, then where did all that other rock go with the mushroom theory? It looks like it like basically everything but the stem of the mushroom eroded somehow. Everything but the stem. Like if you look at the picture, it looks like the mushroom was bigger of igneous rock and then it eroded to just leave a small part. Yeah. Yeah. It was po- this, this theory is popular in the early 1900s, but it's not anymore. So, okay. I mean, okay. igneous rock when they can, were all when they were all just like hyping up on mushrooms and they didn't know what they were doing, and they were like, mushrooms are the they're like the circle the of the universe. Yeah. It's, it's the number 42, man. <laughs> it's, the, it's the shape. It's the perfect shape. <laughs> That's it's how PCR testing was discovered. This guy got high on acid, and are you serious? Yeah, for COVID. I mean, it's it's used for a lot more than just COVID. <clears throat> yeah, totally. I knew that. Right. So-, <laughs> <laughs> so he got he got high on acid and did and what? And just discovered this revolutionary way of looking at DNA. Fascinating, huh? He wrote That's a book. Cool. He's a surfer in uh, California. He's still alive. Great. Anyway. <laughs> let's get him. Let's get him on. Let's get him on. Guess number two. Uh, What's number three theory for this formation? Oh, I like this one. It's sexy. <laughs> it, is, it does look kind of odd. So the third uh, theory is basically, it. well, it's called a volcanic plug. And basically what happens. Yeah, the plug theory. <laughs> Yikes. And it does look like that. Uh, basically, it like was a volcano that then went extinct is basically what it is. So the neck of the volcano is like a tall, skinny, phallic looking. It looks like a chimney almost like and the 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 top of the chimney is like gone. Yeah. But the fireplace is still there. Yeah. OK. I had somebody asked me what something looked like today and I blinked and then I said out loud, for lack of a better word, it looks like a little sperm. Oh uh, because it did but <laughs> because i was right what were you just des- sorry what were you describing mm, an fid gc jet so oh jet. i would say it looks um more like a torpedo than a sperm but okay oh that's a good one like the tip of a <laughs> torpedo <Is> it? <laughs> it's not it's not bad it oh wasn't my- the worst thing <laughs> oh my god uh so that's theory number three is that it was an, a volcano a little tiny volcano that had a little neck and then it stopped being a volcano eventually and then it eroded around it the fourth theory is called the maar m-a-a-r diatreme volcano and these form when magma encounters groundwater underneath the earth's surface which i think this is the coolest one uh and then the superheated water becomes steam and the steam expands explosively creating a crater on the surface and then the crater fills with lava which cools and solidifies into a dome 
and then eventually again it roads around it and then you're left with that like stuff which i i think that's the coolest theory personally so with with all these shapes it's like showing that maybe there was more lava than what we see but like with erosion wouldn't there be evidence around devil's tower that there was lava like eroded little pieces or something all of these theories other than the last one say that the magma was never exposed to the surface so it would have been contained and the last one wouldn't have it would have been filling a crater so it also would have been contained so this is just the shape the lava made naturally. Right. And yeah, it's not like, well, it's not like an explosive volcano that we're used to. And why is it eroding in these like. Those patterns. Yeah. The climate because, kind of shit, shit. Yeah. It's kind of like what's Giant's Causeway. That's kind of like the. The well, shape it, it's based on the temperature and the type of uh, mineral that's involved. I don't know the answer. The guy who. Invented PCR is no longer alive. He died in 2019. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. He is uh, dead. What a fucking plot twist. The fact that that was the one thing you told us that you promised us about him. (laughs) He's not even true. You're just over here telling us people are alive who aren't. Oh my god. 100. Okay, well, I'm glad to know, I guess. You're welcome. You? Also, I Kara, don't know. I love the <laughs> love the Native American stories about how Devil's Tower was formed. Tell me. There are these uh, two girls and they were running away and they needed a place. I can't remember what they were running from, but they were running and they ran on top of this rock and they were running from two giant bears um, and they got on top of this rock to be safe in the it was so tall that the bears couldn't get it, but the striations are caused by the bears like scratching the side oh, cool. the of claws. the tower to like get at the girls. I love that. Yeah, that's Terrifying. one of them. There's a I bunch of them, though. but that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I researched some Native American stories about earthquakes for my thesis, and I got into the biggest rabbit hole. That was like my favorite part of what I did for my thesis. I just researched it for like a week, probably. Honestly. Wow. Just as believable as geology. Here's what I want to say is... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here's what I'm just going to get into it early. All of geologies, if they can't explain anything, the answer is erosion. Like, that's that's just their catch-all. Correct. And basically, like, Devil's Tower, they're like, erosion made this formation. Like, Grand Canyon? No, they're saying erosion exposed the formation. Yeah, because they have no other way of explaining it. But then how is it formed? I don't even understand why you're confused. I can't even argue. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I just say, anytime, anytime there's a weird formation, they're like, uh, the other rock around it must have been weak. And so it eroded in this form, like in this form. That is not true. Well, we're going to see. That's basically what I just <laughs> yeah, heard you say. That was the solution was, here. We have nine things that we're going to talk about. This was number one. So yeah, yeah. all four number theories nine. are like erosion. All right. We'll see. <laughs> we'll find out. I disagree Great. wholeheartedly. For the record. <laughs> just so we're all clear. Yeah, no, I'm clear. I have like such regrets coming. Like I came up with this 
topic it and proposed it and scheduled it and I, there is <laughs> nothing i am like this is my least comfortable zone in the whole i hate geology <laughs> I hate everything about it and something Karen and i argue about all the time because it just all seems like of all the sciences it seems the most like woo woo to me it's like it's it's just like if you came up across a crime scene from a thousand years ago and you tried to explain what happened. You're like, oh, somebody pushed someone. So then they fell this way. And that's why everything's broken. Like you would not be able to explain what happened. And <laughs> oh my God, Karen's you are. Face. Karen's <laughs> face, she's so pissed. I'm just saying, it feels like to me, they're like, oh, this thing that happened 150 million years ago. Um, let's you know that best. we have like carbon dating and we have Her, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying like the timing is inaccurate by any means but like when you explain it with like you're pushing and you're shoving and you're you're cracking and your erosion it just sounds like you just kind of came up with like your own recipe that could not be the recipe it could very well not be the recipe for how this thing was made That's and you're just like coming up with a recipe That's yeah but science. it's harder it feels like much much harder to prove than other it's science. This type of science it's is like, I feel it. like. Exactly. No. You can't repeat it. And therefore, exactly. it seems more woo woo to me than the and other sciences. I mean, but like astronomy is going to be similar. You know, whoa, like you're whoa, just whoa. looking. <laughs> well, I'm serious. You can't you can't go out and test it. You can't recreate the situation. You're just like getting evidence. You're trying to prove a theory that you have, which is all science is. And I mean, then everybody I, has competing theories. See the thing that I just talked about. I agree with astronomy. I'll go on a rant any day about how dark matter is just, I think, I, I don't know if I have yet on this podcast. I'm sure I have, will now, and will in the future. But when they say dark matter, that's just them saying unknown element, unknown element that makes makes the universe like go. That's what's yeah. like space. It's everywhere. And we don't know what it is. Yeah. We're just going to call it dark matter. No, they don't. Yeah. And it's also woo woo. Yeah. Both of them. I would, I mean, you're, I just, I'm just saying using astronomy as your big, like, point here I'm just has no ground with add, me. Because if I have another one, then you can't say that's the worst. No, I'm yeah, I can't, I can say, I think geology is worse than astronomy. What? Why? Oh my God, I love this. <laughs> because this we can is... touch, feel, and test it. Well, you can test it to a certain extent, but you can, you can observe. I feel like a lot of astronomy is just about observation of things that are actually happening. Like we watch stars burn out or fade like we watch a lot of these things there's a lot of or like, like when things come back around like there are like some things that are one-time events but also like to prove that something's there like you have to see it more than once yeah like those two stars that are together and they have like these weird orbits. i mean all right <clears throat> so rachel for example i'm about to give you an example so we as a group of people on the West Coast know that there is something called the Cascadia. Oh, see, I'm going to get into my number two later. We're going to continue the argument in a little okay. while. Okay. Because it'll actually, it will make you happy. I will support your theory with my number two. Okay, great. Uh, Mara, do you want to go with your number three? I can't. I right do. Now. <laughs> we, might, we might be sharing a number two, Kara. Oh. Oh. Uh, I found these things called. Mima Mounds. Oh, Mima uh, Mounds. This is my number one, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. That's okay. You're welcome. We'll just talk about it here. Uh, they are. A I bunch can't believe of... this is your number three. <laughs> this is crazy. Okay. 
<laughs> I can't well, wait how is this your number three? three? I'm about to rip apart your ranking when we get to the other ones, but okay. Yeah, tell your little number three for me, my mounds. Mm, thanks. Um, they're like these mounds uh, in Washington State, and they thought like when they first came upon them, uh, when the white men first came upon them, they thought they were more uh, Native American like burial grounds, kind of like the effigy mounds in Iowa. Um, But when they dug into them, it was just loose stones. Um, And there's also some of these mounds in like California and Colorado. They're all over the world, actually. They're found... So uh, they're found on every continent except Antarctica. That's, That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, they're all over the world. Where are they the most at? High, where are they the highest density? Where is there? I don't know about the highest density. I can look that up while you continue. Um, I don't really have much to say. They... Uh... <laughs> Oh my God. Marion's about to rip you apart. I, you are butchering this subject, which is crazy. I know. I, that's why I laughed at the beginning when you said it was your number one. I was like, you're going to hate what's about to happen. Uh, they think some of the theories involve wait, wait, wait. glacial just, flooding, whirlpools. Stop. Stop. Even wind blowing sediments. If you get into it, I'm going to talk about a certain theory because I just... Well, the leading theory... No, stop. No, stop. ...is that pocket gophers <laughs> created the mounds. Um, but no one's ever seen a pocket gopher building one, so there's doubts. Do we even have pocket gophers in Washington? Yes, yeah. yeah. So you have, po- you have pocket gophers. Okay, so... Okay, okay here. I'm just gonna... <laughs> Take okay. over, Marion. So Mima mounds found all over the world, but there are a lot in the West of America. And uh, yeah, so I was wondering, Kara, if you've been to these, I-, no. I think you should get like a negative half point for not knowing these were around and you're a geology person and you live in Washington and you live in the West. Personally, Listen, I just think you should get record, an automatic. Nobody goes to Olympia. This is like the, you know, armpit of Washington. Mara, so. what do we what do we think? Because this is this seems no, like something. Uh, what? It, I'm supposed to know everything about a state I didn't grow up in? You, yeah, you lived no. there for years and you were a geology major and this is and you didn't even find it when you were looking up geological mysteries because this is I like knew what I was looking up. Kara already had, had her ideas. Oh, yeah, she was had ideas. She's not the one that had to type into Google <laughs> geological <laughs> mysteries of the world. Okay, well, <laughs> fine, but whatever. No, okay. I am excited. OK, so they are helpful. up to eight feet tall and 30 feet across. So these things cool. are, yeah, they're, they're big. Yes, thank you. Yeah, this is, Mara's completely glazed <laughs> over this. And yeah. then, and <laughs> they, in Washington, they cover several hundred acres, like these pockets. It looks like dimpled, like if you look them up, they look like, like speckled, like almost like pimply, like range yep. of, of hills of land. Um, and yeah, so they're a mix of gravel and dirt. There is dirt in them. They're not just piles of rock so yeah for a long time they thought of course the geological mystery cop out that erosion must have somehow just naturally (laughs) (laughs) created these mysterious mounds Um, it was glaciers right it wasn't erosion it was glacier glaciers eroding the fucking land no there were i think a natural erosion i literally wrote down natural erosion like that's literally one of the just one of the catch-all theories that they had for the natural erosion somehow created these perfectly formed like beautiful mounds so yeah when they so in the 60s basically someone was like 
what about pocket gophers like these bad boys <laughs> of course it was the 60s um God. pocket gophers for reference are the size of your hand okay they're yeah. very small that's so small um and we know that these mounds this is the crazy part about the series well one of the craziest parts of the series these mounds would have taken about 500 to 700 years to form that's what they found out so we're talking about countless generations of pocket gophers <laughs> that were digging upward this is a confusing part they're not like you know like most like digging rodents they're gonna put their hands and like kick back the the dirt oh, you know so yeah. these guys digging upward pushing pushing rocks gravel and dirt upward for 500 to 700 years Okay. And apparently, so this was so that they would have been able to stay high and dry above wet ground. So they're basically creating their own dry mounds that they but can then not live in. Hollow mounds. Yeah. Well, I mean, gophers dig through dirt. So it'd be like whole, like tunnels, but they haven't found like holes or tunnels in these mounds. Um, and they it, eroded away. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or they got filled by <laughs> dirt. Who knows? Who knows what crazy thing these geologists have come up with to explain the pocket gophers. So um, uh, the size of each mature Mima, which is a real phrase that they mature use. Mature Mima? <laughs> God. Roughly, no. roughly matches the ter territorial range of a single gopher. So basically oh. for 700 years, gophers... We're making these mounds so that one of them, you know, could be king of the castle at the end of the day. And that's their little <laughs> roost. Uh, and uh, no one's seen, as Mara said, no one's seen pocket gophers ever make these mounds. So this is great. Everyone has accepted. This is why ge geologists are woo-woo. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, this is the best theory we've got. And we are accepting that pocket gophers, like this is probably what happened. Even though no one has ever seen a pocket gopher, like even begin to make one of these mounds or try and make one of these mounds. Yes, Kara, you're what? My favorite activity is raising my hand in this podcast to be yelled at. Um, are you sure that this was an accepted theory yes, or yes, was Kara, just this, this prevailing? The, because because when a scientist put, puts forward something and then everybody else is like, yeah, OK, there's still like, you know, a third of the group that's like, fuck you. That's crazy. Kara, no, it's and the current leading theory is pocket gophers. Yeah. Everyone's like okay. done and dusted. So semi accepted. Everyone's like done and dusted mystery solved don't yeah, really need to go into this further String washington dnr disagrees with you for the record but okay more than 30 explanations have been proposed just so okay you know. well anyway everybody needs a group project at some point <laughs> so here's here's the thing because these mysterious hills are found on every continent except antarctica um that's far from the range of pocket gophers surprise yeah. Pocket gophers aren't on every continent in wow. the world. So this is how they explain that. And they, they twist this into evidence. They say, this suggests other burrowing mammals have evolved the same type of adaptive behavior on other continents. So there's other mystery burrowing animals that we have no proof of making these Mima mounds that are all kind of the same all over the world. Mockery. And yeah. the reason this was my number one is because it's the one that seems like the most complete still mystery. Like there really yeah. isn't a good explanation for it. And the fact that geologists have decided that gopher mounds 
is like the leading, like it's truly like even their best solution is such a complete, like ideological stretch full of literal holes. Just doesn't. Just I want this to be like the pu- the thing that they give to the public, but behind closed doors and their little secret society, societal cult of geologists. <clears throat> they they're talking. <clears throat> sorry, they know the real answer. They uh, <laughs> they're just unwilling to share it. <laughs> they don't think we can handle world it. can't can I, handle can it. Can I? I know that Marion. Are you done with your? Yeah, we can I just we can move like, on because no, I, mean, I have a theory. Oh. I like the idea of that it was created by earthquakes. So I actually, when I saw the picture, I thought this. So this thing that I'm reading from WNR says that they might have formed when earthquakes generate vibrational shock waves that travel through the soil. And in this hypothesis, the soil would move the most where the peak waves intersect with each other. And then they collect as mounds where the waves cancel each other out. I like that theory. I think since that's this, Since this hypothesis has been proposed, this is right at the top of Google, there have been many large earthquakes throughout the world and none of them have been reported to have formed Mima mounds. There's Damn never it. been any evidence of a Mima mound formed by this amazing theory that you Are just proposed. Are they all proposed. in uh, earthquake active zones? I don't know. Okay. No but idea. at the same time, still, not one Mima mound has been formed. Well... But we haven't, we'd only started tracking earthquakes regularly in like the 1800s. So I don't feel like that's necessarily a solid. That's hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah, but you have to have a really specific set of conditions, I would assume. Like undeveloped, it has to have like the right kind of soil, the right kind of rock, like close enough to the epicenter, you know? Gotta get the young peak waves intersecting. I think I think if Mima mounds were created so like easily by earthquakes and freaking pocket gophers, we would have seen new ones. Like, why aren't we watching these things be made then? Because these are things that still exist. I don't know. This is the first time hearing of Mima mounds. Also, I love the name Mima. 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 It's it's Mima. I looked it up so that way I wouldn't fuck it up. It's not me, mom. Well, and so you can correct us. So, oh my god, this episode is going to be so hard for me to get through. <laughs> this can be my fucking number three. Fuck the great unconformity. I mean, I assume you know that. You don't know about I a great don't. unconformity. Okay, so it's a huge gap in the geolo- geological, and they say geological um, <laughs> record. Okay, so layers of rock dating from about one point two billion years oh, ago. I, I read about this. I know. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry to interrupt them. I, I, I'm just so proud. I do know what this is. Great, explain the missing it. rocks. It's the like. There's this entire. There's this like huge <laughs> chunk of time that's just. There's like a million years. There's like a, a complete layer and chunk of time missing. It's not a million years. I'll say that right now. It's, it's five hundred thousand. No. Do you want to make another guess? One billion. It is one Uh, billion, Kara. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) So that's so many. It is layers of rock from 1.2 billion years ago to 250 million years ago. Completely missing from certain areas around the globe. Don't have them. Erosion. Erosion. (laughs) Where the fuck did it go? (laughs) No. (laughs) So um, we have the Cambrian period. 
that happened 540 million years ago. But the layer beneath it is basement rock, whatever the fuck that means. Don't know. Formed roughly 1 billion years ago. And it's completely empty of fossils. Um, so there's just like this huge gap, like it's the great unconformity is like seen in Grand Canyon, like it's seen like all over and they like, don't know where all this rock went. Can't explain it. Just was magically sucked out of the earth by the dino aliens when they left, I guess. Um, <laughs> I was going to reference it. Yeah, actually probably the dino alien. You know what? I've come up with a really good, like kind of pocket gopher geological theory that I think will be accepted <laughs> by the community. And it's that the, <laughs> the dino aliens must have used all that rock for their like technology and their ships. And that's why we can't find it. That's why it's no it. longer here. Yeah. We're going to find it in a hundred thousand years. Mystery solved. Don't need to go through the dumb ass No, theories. I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so the most popular theory um, is, this is the only one I wrote about, uh, Snowball Earth, they call it. And they say it may explain where the rock disappeared to around 700 million years ago. So not quite the 1.2 billion that we're looking for. Um, just like 500 million casual years missing. Yes, Kara. I don't like that we're calling it missing rock because you're assuming it was there in the first place, which means that you have to have evidence that there was rock there at some point. I don't how? like it. Well, then why is how is there a billion years? You think there was no rock what created we're trying for to explain a billion is why years? There's a gap in the carbon dating between two different types of rocks. That's what we're trying to explain. I don't like that they're simplifying this bullshit to say like missing rock. We don't know it was there. It doesn't. It doesn't. Been a glacier. You just think that zero amount of rock. There was no. Oh my god, I'm so... You think that there was a billion-year-old glacier on various parts of the world that just created no rock? Well, that answers part of my question. So in other parts of the world, is there rock during that time period, that missing gap? Um, Does rock of that time period... I believe so, because it says completely missing from certain areas, but it sounds like there must be some. So that's why it's called the Great Unconformity, because they know there was some rock, Mm, but then there's like all this rock that they can't find. I think my theory... Is not bad. That it eroded? No, that there might have been something preventing rock from reaching that place. Like a glacier might have been in there in the, during that time or something. Or it was uh, above sea level and we only had, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't like yeah. that we're talking about missing rock. We're just assuming that it's missing. Yeah. We're making a big jump there, logically. I mean, I think because they know that it does exist in some places, they're wondering where and how. So, okay, this is your theory then, which they no. have, which is the leading theory. <laughs> Snowball Earth. So around 700 million years ago, Earth was encased in snow and ice. So they, they, there's still 500 years where they, 500 million, sorry, years where they can't, <laughs> they can't like understand based on the weather why there would be these huge glaciers pre- preventing rock from forming. But 700 million years ago, Earth was encased in snow and ice. Moving glaciers peeled off the planet's crust with the help of lubricating sediments, a lot of lube. Um, nice. And pushed it into oceans where it was, you know, subducted by the tectonic plates, the heat, all that hot and stuff. That, and now it's the same lube that's coming out of the Washington Luzu yeah. plate. Uh, the, oh all of geology is lube and erosion. Um, Interesting. <laughs> but yeah, so there's basically this like completely unanswered, like multi-million year gap, like and the start of the Cambrian period where like there's no accounting for why the rock would be like snowball art snowball earth cannot explain that like because there just wouldn't have been that like amount of ice and cold and we say that because why I think temperature like knowing like just like how you know like in the Jurassic the temperature of the earth and things 
that's the end of it. It's just a great unconformity. Seems like a big load. A BS. I feel like it's a I it's interesting. I am going to look it up more and I will come back during for an update and a next thing, but I also feel like the way that they've written about it makes a lot of assumptions. Yeah. And I would need to back up those this is why assumptions with evidence. An honorable mention that I wasn't really gonna go That's into. Fair. Um, okay, so my second one is about predicting earthquakes. So that's basically my number two I looked, as I well. Up. Uh, no way. Wow. Yeah. Mara's really like, how it Yeah. The okay, how and why so earthquakes happen. Why don't you go first? No. We'll do, a, we'll do a similar situation to what just happened. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Oh, where I talk I, and I then you completely have... come in and wreck my shit <laughs> yeah, or what? Exactly. <laughs> I probably have I probably have like something you don't, so I can add to what you say. All right. Uh, basically, we have no idea how and what causes earthquakes. And for a time, scientists thought they had it, but they were like they predicted <laughs> this earthquake. Got her hand up. Uh, no, no, no. Parkfield, California, to happen by 1994, but they were off, and it actually happened in 2004. Um, they don't understand why they start or stop. Wait, because I, I I felt like earthquakes were one of the more solid geological things that was because no. tectonic plates do the rubby rubby, dancy uh-huh. wancy little little friction, little heat under the ocean or land, and one goes up, one goes down, blah 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 whatever geology jerk off and then <laughs> when it <laughs> when there's a collision boom boom waves of motion you're California not making an argument line. you're just reducing my <laughs> like i don't understand how this is a mystery like what well, how, just because you know how an earthquake function doesn't mean that you can predict it oh so and the so question looked- is not how they're made correct it's about how you predict them that and we like when they're gonna earthquakes. Yeah. Oh, I thought Mara started this off. Yeah, I did. I said how and why earthquakes happen. Yeah, no, you're not yeah, wrong. That's miss- yeah, I did say okay, that. Okay, so they know the why. Do we have the same number too, though, about predicting? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they know how and why. They just don't know when. Yeah, basically. So I looked they up really, the They know why. Because yeah, the I TikTok, I could. Tectonic I can tell you my whole thesis about why. <laughs> but they know. So there's different types like, of earthquakes. So there's different types of fault lines. There's <laughs> ones that slide past each other, which is happening in California, Marion. Yeah, but why live. do they slide past each other? Because they're moving. We don't. Everything's in. Why yeah. are they moving? Because the plates are on top of the molten whatever bullshit, and they're going down, getting melted in, and they're reforming and get. They're getting cool. They're getting hot. They're getting cool. They're getting hot. So, on and on again, off again relationship with the core of the earth. And so they keep moving around. That's why Pangea happened. And then everything split up and prove it. What? I, I, I can't prove it. <laughs> also to my knowledge, we don't know what the center of the earth looks like. Correct. The center we center, but we have all of those layers and we know the core. We don't know anything. No, about we don't core, know the actually. core. We know, but we, we know have the, it, we have the molten layer or whatever. And on top of that, the plates sit and that's how they move. Right. This is basic. Basic, yeah. I mean, like, yes, correct. But the reason that they move, I believe, and I could, I might not be wrong in this, but I think that it's pressure from the other side of the plate. So, like Washington, for example, the western side of the Juan de Fuca plate, 
is upwelling what? Um, I just looked it up and I'm right. And you're wrong. The heat what did from, I say wrong? The heat from radioactive processes within the planet's interior causes the plates to move. So it's the heat. I'm not saying that's wrong. You didn't even let me finish. I'm saying. You're that saying that upwelling. they bump into each other and then they keep no, no, endlessly. You don't like, let me finish, my dude. Bumping cars. What happens, what happens is in the Pacific Ocean and in Iceland, for example, that's the only one that's like exposed to air that we can witness. But there's magma up coming up that pushes the plate because it needs somewhere to go. And that plate is being pushed into the North American plate, which is slipping underneath the North American plate. So it's, they're all connected and all these different processes are affecting each of the tectonic plates. They're moving on the hot lava. That's literally what I said. They're moving on the hot lava. It's not like, it's not like they're a dinner plate on water though. They're like, it, there's like magma pushing on one side. Pushing up, like pushing floating. down. Yeah. Anyway, so I looked up USGS to see how they figure out how to predict earthquakes, and they are so fucking sassy. (laughs) Like, their webpage basically is like, if anybody tells you they can predict earthquakes, they're fucking wrong. Like, that's not accurate. Don't try. Don't trust them. They're frauds. It's very funny. They're, like, really sassy. Are they, like, creating a, like, a scheme to, like, get you out of your money as a fraud? I think that there's lots of theories on how to predict earthquakes and that you can, I'm assuming that you can probably make money off of them. Like there's this theory right now in China that you can predict them by looking at electrically charged particles in the ionosphere. You know, like there's different things that happen where people are looking at, you know, like animals. They looked for a long time to see if animals could predict earthquakes, that sort of thing. Uh, Currently, machine learning is like the newest thing that we're hoping that they'll notice. Like machines can notice something that we as humans or animals can't notice. So there's all these different like theories out there. But what's really scary, what I found, and I didn't know this, which is terrifying because I live in Seattle, but so off the coast of Oregon, where the Wanda Fuca plate starts, there's a hot liquid coming out of the seafloor, like in little jets, um, constant jets that always are spewing out this little liquid. And it's relatively like we just found it. And it's what they're saying is it's basically fluid that's being released from the fault zone. And it's like leaking lubricant, basically. And when you lose that lubricant, it's causing more friction and will cause like a bigger, more damaging quake. So they're they're seeing this now and it's super scary. Have they seen bigger, more damaging quakes? Well, we are predicted to have somewhere between like an 8.5 and 9.5 earthquake off the Cascadia subduction zone, but it depends on how much locking there is, basically, like how stuck they get and how much pressure builds up. So they're thinking that because we're losing this lubricant, it's going to be extra locked and extra big is kind of the idea. This guy, so the scientist says, the mega thrust fault zone is like an air hockey table. If the fluid pressure is high, it's like the air is turned on, meaning there's less friction and the two plates can slip. If the fluid pressure is low and the two plates will lock, that's when stress builds up and that's when the earthquake gets bigger. And why can't they so predict it um, if they know it's pressure? I mean, people have been trying for generations to figure out how to predict earthquakes, and we can't. I don't know how to. Hmm. It's just this big old mystery, and we don't know if you. Can, we don't even know if it's possible. So we keep studying different stuff to sh- to see. Like, got anything to add, more? No. Okay. Did I do a good job? I. Yeah, you did great. You did wonderful. I this topic's really hard for me apparently. <laughs> <That's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I apparently read the first bit of every article <laughs> that I went into. And so was like, good enough. Great, done. Two sentences. 
Sum it up. I'm really, I'm really hoping you're number one, no one else research, so you can just go at it alone. Because so far, it's been both of, us, both of us on the other side. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> I wonder if, if she has researched it alone, how much are we missing from the topic when we get yeah. to it? Yeah. Nothing. I, my number one, I looked at the most. Okay. okay. Um, well, okay, so I'll do my number two. Okay, so yeah, wait, wait, before we go. So yeah, your number two does kind of go back to my original woo-woo bullshit geology thing. In what respect? I thought you said that. You said maybe we can get it. No, no, no. It's, it's, oh yeah. Yeah. Because they can't predict it. Yeah. Though honestly. They're not saying erosion is the cause, to be fair. Yeah. Well, it's like a heat erosion in a way. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) You're reaching like those scientists. (laughs) Like the pocket, pocket gophers. Yeah, it's actually magma gophers, and they're (laughs) sucking in the place. They're digging down. Spirit animals. The Earth is losing its lube. How do you think that? (laughs) That's literally what they're saying, right? Like, oh God, and it's going to cause a mega thrust. You use the words mega thrust, Kara. I'm telling you, there is something about thinking of tectonic plates, like as like in a relationship with one another, is something very. There's something very sexual um, about geology. Yeah. And they make sure all of us can feel the tension. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, who do you ship? Which which tectonic plates do you ship? That's the real question. The wuzu. <laughs> the what? The one you just spend 10 minutes talking about. The Cascadia subduction zone no, is the, the Wanda Fuka plate? Wanda, Wanda Fuka. North American The wuzu. The wuzu. As the true fans like to call it. The woozoo play. <laughs> the Wanda Fuka. Wanda Fuka. Basically, okay, so my number two is the blue eye of the Sahara or the Rishat structure. In okay, good. I'm glad you did Mauritania. that. Yeah, so this is the whole reason I came up with this like um, oh, cool. topic. It's because I was looking at it during uh, conspiracy theories because there's a conspiracy theory related to it. So oh. this is in Western Sahara, like on the west side of Africa. And it's about 25 miles in diameter, and it can be seen from space. So astronauts use it all the time to like figure out where they are because things like the Great Wall can't actually be seen from space, but the Eye of the Sahara can. Um, and originally, they thought it might have been a meteoric impact, um, but there's no like recess in the center of it. Um, but there are these like concentric circles that go out, and they're like perfectly equidistant from the center so then they were like well maybe it's a huge volcano but there's no volcanic rock so like probably not um and now they think kind of like most go-to freaking things kind of like devil's tower they think it was a molten dome that was uplifted and shaped by like wind and water but that is still a mystery why the rings are equidistant and nearly perfect circle. Yeah. People have connected the Eye of the Sahara with the missing city of Atlantis. So, which is wild. Yeah, yeah. But there's a group of people who theorized for a while that this might be the thing. I mean, it's it's like, you know, it's one of those things you want to believe. Like, it was on my list of, like, conspiracy theories I very much want to believe. On my long one. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. Um, 
basically Plato, right, wrote about a fictional island that rivaled the naval power of ancient Athens. Um, and, you know, it gets submerged in the Atlantic and it was powerful and advanced. And they think it was around like 10,000 BC, basically, is when it sank in. And uh, the ancient Greeks were divided about whether Plato's story was history or mere metaphor. And uh, some people were like, yo, Plato plagiarizes, plagiarizes just a ton from the Egyptians. And we think the Egyptians think that, that Atlantis was real. So like there were a bunch of ancient Greeks that were like, this is an Egyptian thing. Uh, there have been thousands of artifacts found in and around the structure, which are about 12,000 years or older. So kind of puts them... Not really. It's like still like a 3,000 year difference, but kind of puts them in the time frame of Atlantis. And it's like arrowheads, spears, stone spheres, surfboards, oh, <laughs> hang cool. loose, and ship holes and more. So like suggesting that there was water like very close to this to this. Well, I think the Sahara used to be underwater, didn't it? Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So you think these things were sunk down there? Oh, I'm just saying that there's evidence to support the water was there <laughs> okay so they, they theorized that there might have been like temperate jungle conditions and like the water yeah. was much closer because like yeah part of the africa was underwater so they think like probably it was very close to the coast and yeah. like it it was a great place to live and people like were there um but like a lot of people think oh this was just a place where like hunter gatherers went and it's not like a real place but i'm like why are people surfing over here what like what is this um, also, did you know surfboards are 12,000 years old? That's no crazy. Maybe even older. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So, Could it be the bottom of a boat? Why do we know it's a surfboard? What were the surfboards they made say, out They of say surfboards then? and ship holes. I don't okay. know. Gotta look it up. This is just causing so many questions, this episode. <laughs> I agree. So, there are a lot of stretches because, like, supposedly there were the canals. Like, people believe, like, oh, what if it was a natural structure and not, like, something like Plato said it was man-made? But then, like, there was supposed to be, like, a tunnel into the rings that, like, supposedly, you know, were there, but, like, they don't exist. So, of course, that's, like, one of the reasons people are like, there's no way this was real. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he talks about the colors, which, like, match. So it's all very, like, kind of odd. And we think that Atlantis was outside the pillars of Hercules, which was is the Strait of Gibraltar. So that would also match up. So it's, like, kind of – it's a little, like, far. It's kind of south. Do you think that he could have – been told a story because there were trade there's like trade happening at the time like maybe he had heard the story from the traveler i mean like i think i think that the idea that he, the egyptians maybe have a story about that area yeah. makes a lot of sense that was passed down for thousands of years of like this of a place like that that maybe got bastardized or plato bastardized it but right. um i mean i think i think it probably wasn't that but it is pretty cool because it's like the closest thing like it's the closest thing we've ever had to like something that's kind of like Atlantis. It's still a geological mystery because like they don't know really how it was formed. And one thing that I could not figure out and I tried really hard is like what makes because it is pretty blue. And I'm like, why is it blue? And it that was a mystery for me that made this my number two double mystery because I was like, I could not find online someone just explaining to me like what mineral or what was causing it to be blue. Could not figure it out. I was kind of hoping you knew. No. Okay, should we go on to our sponsors? Sponsors. Our number three sponsor this week is Grayson. Thank you for editing a two-hour episode. Your champ. 
uh, and making it listenable. Uh, our second sponsor could be you. It is. I'm going to say it is you, listener. Please like us or review us on iTunes, especially if you have an iPhone. I don't, so I can't make 10 accounts and like us over and over again but you could and that would be amazing oh, man please tweet about us or put us on instagram subscribe follow tell someone about it do do one think every day about how you can pay it forward to this podcast specifically by doing one more <laughs> social we know there's media a lot thing. going on in the world this is such a simple act that you can do to feel better about yourself yeah and to make us feel good and let us know when you do it and we will thank you nobody nobody has told us they've done it i, I thought people would be more interested in being our number two sponsor <laughs> but, uh yeah do, do, do. <laughs> you know um and our number Yikes. one sponsor does anyone have anything look at those rocks those are some pretty neat rocks you um, might know that youtube video number one sponsor is who wrote the guy <laughs> who wrote a short history of nearly everything bill bryson yeah. bill bryson bill bryson out here making complicated shit easy to digest with graphics and explanations and stories and if you are interested in geology, you should read it. It's freaking fascinating. Thank you, Marion, for giving it to me. And then 10 years later, I read it. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Okay. Um, Kara Amara, what's your number one? I'll go first. Yeah. Um, okay. So my number one geological mystery is the mid-continent rift system. So this is a structure that is 1.1 billion years old it's about 1800 miles long and it's a scar across north america through i have a map up it's through michigan up to uh lake superior through minnesota through iowa and then down through like nebraska and it's kind of like a u-shape and the idea is that it used to be a rift system so kind of like if you've heard of the east african rift in like tanzania kenya area have you heard of this i no. I barely know I what, know what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no right. clue. So kind of how I was talking about how like two tectonic plates are like pushing into each other and one slipping underneath. This is the opposite. So it's two continental rips like or continental tectonic plates pulling apart. And, and so, so there's like a so like in like in Iceland, how they have that that thing you uh, can scuba no, dive because down. That's forming new rock. This is like uh forming a new ocean essentially, or like a new um okay like like, uh, like if you've uh, see is that what I, the san, san andreas fault line is ripping apart no that one is two plates like doing this they're like passing each other in the night oh um the have you've have you watched the spooky lakes lady yes on TikTok? yeah geo okay have you seen how she talks about the deepest lake lake bag hall yeah Okay, that is an example of this. So it's like pulling apart and it's filling with fresh water, which is why it's the deepest. It's deeper than uh, the San Andreas or than like Mariana or the Mariana, Mariana Trench. Trench. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. O only when you take the sediment out of it. Anyway. Um, so anyway, so basically there use so rift systems are two existing plates that are pulling apart and uh, like leaving gaps essentially and usually it fills with water because that makes sense and so there used to be one in north america and it started tearing the continent apart through what is now lake superior but for some reason it didn't continue it just stopped um and it's the basis for our like great lake system and can i say a theory that's why we, yeah after you finish that's why we what 
that's why we have like copper and like tr- certain types of stone and stuff is because of that type of system. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think maybe, <laughs> maybe it was like breaking apart and then like the other sides hit other plates and they were like, oop. And then they couldn't move. <laughs> <laughs> That's very Midwestern. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, 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 I'll just stay here. Don't and worry. now it's just got like that rift of the lakes and it's like, but it can't move anywhere. So it's just, it's just chilling. So is that scar connected to the plate in washington that's pushing up against the other plate so it's on the north american plate and the north american plate is what is connecting or what is touching the wanda fuca so yeah it's like that side's going on so they can't they can't keep pulling it's all i mean everything is pressure related that's why like the the himalayas are going up is because two are pushing together like everything is connected so then when the west coast earthquake happens is there gonna be a new riff a larger scar in the midwest no so what will happen is the wanda so basically i'm i visuals are very helpful in this it's hard in a podcast but the north american plate when there's friction is being pushed upwards slowly so it's creating like a mound think of and the wanda fuca plate is trying to slip underneath the north american plate and so when that pressure builds up enough the north american plate slips and it like releases and it flattens it releases so and so that the west coast is gonna just like slip into the ocean it basically like you'll drop between like one to ten feet probably depending on like how severe the earthquake is but yeah like the the whole west coast of washington and oregon is gonna drop in elevation and it's happened before. This is the cool part. Oh, this is the cool part is like we can prove that it happened before because there's um, petrified forests from when that happened. So when the forest was on the edge of the ocean and then that happened and it snapped and dropped in elevation, those trees were then exposed to salt water and then like mummified more or less so we can test them. It's very cool. cool. They're in Washington. Wow. Let's continue on. Yeah. My number one is Lake Baikal. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah! And I had written that it's a rift lake, and yeah. it was formed with a deep rift by tectonic plate movement so when you along said, fault lines. When you said to Kara, I don't know what a rift is. <laughs> that's, that's why I started laughing, because then she mentioned Lake Baikal, so I looked at my notes, and I was like, well, sure enough. <laughs> oh nice. my god. Um, I wasn't going to say that part of my notes, but now it's relevant, huh? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I just, like, it's the oldest lake in the world, and it's like, they think it's about 25 million years old, and it's like the huge freshwater lake. Apparently, Genghis Khan was said to have been born on the island within the lake. Um, It completely freezes over in the winter, and uh, more recently, they're having, like, these bubbles being like gas bubbles being frozen in the lakes. And they think that it's because there's like being more methane produced from the bottom. I'm pretty sure. And then the ice is like kind of melting. And then, so the gas is moving slowly up it and then like refreezing, freezing. They're the only place that a freshwater seal is found. Um, and there's there's no current connection between Lake Baikal and any sea. They think mm-hmm. that maybe at some point there was a connection from the closest sea to Lake Baikal. And then the seals were coming there for some sort of migratory reason and then just decided to stay. And then they got locked off and they're like nowhere near endangered, which is so cool. Oh, that is cool. So what's the mystery? <laughs> 
<laughs> How how'd those seals get there? <laughs> I mean, they also Geological have mystery? Kind of... Oh, no. All my mysteries are about fishes. Because <laughs> they also kind of have like a Nessie situation where they like think a giant... Um, Something is in there. Wow. I just looked up mysteries that surrounded lake baikal oh that's like a whole i mean literally just go on to that lady's tiktok and it's yeah. like all lake baikal mystery it's fascinating wow wow it's a cool yeah. place i did learn from her the other day that it's the deepest lake in the world by far like yeah. okay so it's insane lake superior is the second deepest and it's like i don't know two to three times deep lake baikal is two to three times deeper than lake superior when you take out the sediment that's deposited deposited in the bottom of lake baikal again it's deeper than the mariana trench which is just like yeah, but the sediment, that feels like cheating because you're taking the sediment out. Yeah. But that just proves so like, couldn't like you take the, the sediment out at the bottom of the Marianas Trench and then, and then it'd be get deeper? To the magma? Yeah, that's fair. But it's like, it's been deposited there from different rivers. So it's like, it would have been deeper had that sediment not come from the rivers. Mm. I just think it's cool. Okay. My number one is the Sailing Stones of Racetrack Playa. It's in Death Valley. Uh, I've seen them. Yeah. I figured. <laughs> I've been there. You've been there. D- done that. <laughs> They're so cool. Yeah. So people have been studying these bad boys for over 100 years. And basically, they are these rocks that tumble down, quote, due to the forces of erosion, unquote, <laughs> which, of course, what? they do. But I actually believe that one. So there are these, like, rocks, um, you know, they're pretty substantial. They're, like, yeah. as big as your gourd or your head or whatever. And like a pumpkin? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Once they reach the surface level of the playa, which is just this, you know, big desert valley, basically, the rocks somehow move horizontally, leaving perfect tracks behind them to record their path. So when you look out, you can see these rocks and behind them kind of like a snail or slug trail. You can see where they were and where they went. Um, most of the largest rocks have left behind trails as long as 1500 feet suggesting that they've moved a long way from their original location, like 1,500 feet from one place to another. I don't know. I wonder how many miles an hour they're going. Probably like <laughs> one a year or something. Well, no, no, not because 1,500 isn't a mile. Anyway, uh, rocks with a rough bottom surface leave straight tracks and smooth ones tend to wander. What? Yeah, so the rough ones so just like- straight shot. And smooth ones, different personality, <laughs> probably huh. similar to like rough brained people and smooth brained people. Wow. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> now, the reason why this was my number two is because the, mis- the mystery has been solved. And I actually do believe this one. So basically, this is weird because pe- scientists, this is why geologists suck. They People have been observing these rocks for 100 years being like, how do them rocks move? And then finally, two guys in 2014 were like, you know what we should do? We should just sit down for a couple years every like every day and we're just going to watch these rocks. And like, that's what we're doing. And so yeah, they watched them. that's the obvious answer. Yeah, they watched it, which I thought if you've been wondering for 100 years how these rocks be moving, maybe you would have done that. But no, these guys, first one. And I think in like the first year or two, they finally observed it. And basically in the winter, when like conditions are just right, rocks are nudged into motion by melting panels of thin floating ice. And it has to, you have to have these like very light winds in winter 
so that it's like slowly moving the rocks and they caught it on video. You know, it basically everything needed to be perfect with the temperatures and the weather to create this motion. Um, so cool. Yeah. yeah. So not as exciting, you know, as it, it wasn't magical. Or sometimes people thought, I think it was like part of gravitational force or something or like mag- magnets, but yeah, um, like magnetic force. Yeah, and force. I think before the ice, they thought that the occasional like rain moved them. Mm. Yeah. So very, very interesting. Um, but I like that, you know, somebody, see, this is why the whole meme amounts thing is crazy because you can, like, they were able to see it happen. They're right. actually able to yeah, replicate, well, not themselves replicate the movement but record the movement and figure it out after 100 years only took 100 years for that one geniuses (laughs) okay anyway that's my hour of bashing geologists (laughs) nice that's a good one um mara i'm gonna take a point away from you because the last one was not a mystery and i'm gonna take a half a point from Marion because it's not a current mystery that last one what nice it's a half I point. think it counts. You gave a very direct answer that you said yourself you believe in. Maybe a minus point to Mara for each of her three things being mentioned by <laughs> someone else. Someone else directly before. And that also so like funny. like her version, not 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 having anything. Like would have been fully covered by the other person. <laughs> Listen, I would just like to leave myself out of the points for this round and you guys should just <laughs> You guys the points <laughs> between you two because this is clearly not where I shine. Uh, this topic, I think I find this stuff really difficult to focus on because it's so many words that I'm not familiar with, and I, then it just I, I instantly th- forget it. I will say that geology, I think, is one of the worst sciences for explaining to the general public, like the way that we explain to people. it's not it's not like flooding right or something like that like or a pandemic where you have to get the knowledge out and you have to simplify it nobody fucking cares about geology so you don't have to simplify it for the general public a point to me for making marion angry at the beginning of the podcast for having her number one just be my number three throwaway situation no you don't get a point for that You'd even you'd even do it. <laughs> sure. If anything, I should get the point for actually end up doing uh, the for explaining it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's a tie between the two of you. So I think we could end this episode. <laughs> Tiebreaker. I don't are we tied? I don't know. Why not? Tiebreakers are fun at least. Alright, it has to be geology related, so I think I can't be the one to come up. It has to be Mara oh God, or Grayson. This is so boring. What is the least common type of rock? What are we t- are talking about? Minerals? Are we talking about like formations? That is. I'm going to go with formations. All I can give you. I don't know what the question is. I've got what my answer. It? Wait, no, least... don't, don't, don't explain. Just put an rock. answer down. What's the least common type of rock? Geology. Mara has to type it in too. What is the oh least I common type of rock? Not typing this. I'll say it. Uh, okay. What? No, no, no. Hang on. Okay. I don't. Okay. Well, then finish <laughs> typing, Mara or Kara, because I got my answer. I. This is not fair. <laughs> this oh, is such bullshit. <laughs> this is this is geology, baby. <laughs> I. I think you'll be fine. Look at those rocks. Some pretty neat rocks. I'm glad you did that twice in this. 
I that's all I can think about now. Uh, it's a good YouTube video. Kara, are you done? I'll send it later. No, one second. I'm trying to remember the. I don't like this. I don't like the question. If I lose, it wasn't on me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just, just I should have won automatically. All. Okay. <laughs> Three, two, now. Ah! Oh my I god, typed no. in sun, I typed in Sunrock from Mexico, and then I thought, that's bullshit. I gave two <laughs> answers. So I deleted my Sunrock from Mexico, but I did put Igneous as well. It's metamorphic. Is the least common? Yeah. Isn't that the yeah, same thing? No, it's formed under pressure. No. See, you don't even know. Sedimentary <laughs> 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 is done by erosion. Igneous is from magma, and se- um, metamorphic is from pressure. God, geology sucks. Are we just calling this one a tie, or do we need to come up no! with more questions? <laughs> I'm winning this. Oh, okay. I'm winning this one. What is the most expensive rock to purchase? I'm ready when you are. Okay, I'm gonna win this one. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Kara said diamond. Quartz doesn't count. You just need to record. No idea what that means. I just needed to record that I also thought of that answer. Okay. But it it wouldn't have counted. Marion said blood diamonds because it's not money, it's human lives. It's not Um, just money, it's human lives. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, the answer is blue diamond, so I don't know how to handle it. Oh, this. blood diamond and blue diamond. That is blue. so close. They're different. <laughs> I said, okay, I, that is extremely you, you close. You went too specific. I was smart and went broad. Mine counts. Oh, my God. No, they're oh different. God. I'm in my a own blood diamond. Realm. For the record, a blood this. diamond. Mm-hmm. They're mined in conflict areas. Yeah. Yeah. Blood diamonds are red. Like no, no, no. A blood diamond, Kara, a blood diamond is a diamond that's sourced irresponsibly and like causes issues. And so I'm not talking about red diamond. I'm talking about oh. blood diamonds, like what okay, people well, wear. Okay, well, blue diamond. Uh, when are you going to give up? I won. That one is not good. We both said diamond. And I mine, agree, but you went too specific. And mine agrees. No, I didn't go specific. I think I might have said ruby had I been answering this question i don't know if i would have said diamond all right next question oh my god God. yeah i see your point marion fine thank you i think we both like we've neither of us said blue diamond though i do think blood diamond sounds i do want to see what a blue diamond looks like it's blue spoiler (laughs) it looks just like that's it's the the same crystalline structure because of the way and the color it makes and it's really rare it looks like a sapphire Anyway, like it, it's got different properties. Oh, it's harder. Yeah. Let's do this one. Grayson asks, can either of you name the mineral that releases radon? Okay, I have a guess. Mari, you should start just queuing up another question. I guess. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Never thought that I had enough knowledge to maybe like what? actually hold my ground, however wrong in this. All right, I have an answer written. This is how bullshit geology is. I could just bullshit my way through these and get similar answers to Kara. Ready? Three. Two, Two, one, one. go. The fuck is feldspar? I said uranium because Grayson said uranium. 
Oh, that was smart. <laughs> I mean, weirdly. <laughs> if you won, a, I'll give it to it's you. It's called it's called Torbernite. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Wait, somebody. it says radon is a decay product of uranium. When I look it up, yeah, radon is radon is caused by a lot of things. But he said m- mineral and uranium is a mineral. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay, it's found as uh, a mineral. Bounded, bonded with other elements. Wow, poor Kara. This is yeah. Wait, what about feldspar? This is rough. This is rough. Wait, 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 wait. Let's just see if does feldspar. It's not feldspar. It's not feldspar. Oh yikes, dude. So Marion won. No, 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 no. What's the? We'll just do the next. We can cut that one out. What? How many types of rocks are there? This one I feel like is a true guessing. Oh, hey, Felds, wait, wait. Feldspar contains trace amounts of radon gas. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? So we both got that right. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> trace amounts? No, this is bullshit. That but is it releases bullshit. radon. It releases radon. It doesn't say That's it releases them. Yeah, well, if you open a rock and there's gas trapped inside, it's gonna go out. Emanation of radon from rock. Yeah, it. it for the ra- for the record, when they say what rocks produce the most radon, they say uranium is gonna produce the most radon. So he didn't say which one produces the most radon. He said, "Can you name one that releases radon?" That's true. <laughs> okay. So God, I can't believe this. <laughs> what right. is this question? I am really excited right now. Wait, okay. Uh, here, here's. Uh, how much? Uh, you guys aren't going to know any of these. Never mind. That's the point. <laughs> I was not prepared for this. Deadliest volcanic eruptions since 1500 AD. <laughs> Ooh. AD is after. Christ. 1500. I'm trying. This, that's such a specific time. Must I have, have happened right after 1501. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. I, I have so many guesses. You can't say so more many, than one. I just. No. None I of your little, little quotes. Bullshit. <laughs> I put it. I specifically said doesn't count, but I just needed to record that I said it. Okay. Well, just one thing is, here. Is obsidian a rock? I don't know if they would have recorded this. Yes. <laughs> What kind of question is that? <laughs> Somebody asked that on Google, dude. Oh, God. I should win this. <laughs> God damn it. Are we ready? Yeah, yeah. I've been ready. Okay, three, two, three, one. Two, one. Go. Wait, Pompeii was before 1500 AD. I couldn't remember. I thought it was right after Christ was... I thought it was like... A hot, I don't know. No, they were, they, were, they were still talking about this this crazy guy... From Jerusalem. Can we get a second guess? When Vesuvius went off. Can we get a second guess? Because we both didn't get it, I'm assuming. But for the record, for the record, is what mine would be closer because there was a deadly volcanic eruption in Iceland in 1783. So that's only 283 years. 
after fifteen hundred. Well, but how many people died? And then we compare the deaths, and then we no talk Pompeii about which... isn't close to fifteen hundred. Pompeii was thirty four hundred BC. Thirty four hundred. What are you talking about? No, you're saying three, people. Three, oh, we're, we're talking about years. Oh, I yeah, because you said about. after fifteen hundred. I at least named one that. Well, one their most deadly one was after fifteen hundred. That's true. I had I was looking more for the name of the volcano than just a broad oh my God. region. This this has Pompeii to be was seventy nine AD, so that's basically I have an idea. I knew that it was. I like, have an idea. Let's. Uh, whoever is closest to guessing the number of people that died in the Mount St. Helens eruption. Okay, I like that. Oh, okay, I'm gonna guess. Okay, <laughs> I have my guess, and I don't know the answer. Oh yeah, Mara, when it. <laughs> I got my guess. I would no. <laughs> when was the Mount St. Helens eruption? Do I get any? What is this? Nineteen eighty-one. That was like eighty-three. Yeah, nineteen eighty. It was pretty deadly. Pretty this deadly. isn't really a geology question, but he's trying to no. end it. <laughs> We're no. trying to end it. Well, I feel like I won the, this last one by a long shot with most deadly eruption after fifteen hundred. Definitely got close. Got something that was after 1500 and was Iceland's most deadly. So but you guys got your guess in or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, go. The answer is 57 Shit. people died. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I guessed 50. Mara guessed 79 and Mary guessed 236. It would have been more, but that guy at the watchtower stayed until the very end and died himself, like, calling people to get people out of the way of, like, the stuff. That's sweet of him. Yeah. I originally put 100. I was going to put 129. I was going to, I put 100, I deleted it. I put 75, I deleted it. I put 50. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) Well, you know that I'm not the winner of this episode. I am. We can call Kara. We finally stopped that one where she got a better answer. So, (laughs) I mean, and uh, we worked really hard as a team to make sure that Kara won this episode. Yes, we did. (laughs) So, congrats, Kara. I feel like effort. Yeah, done my duty over here. It's like when you back a horse, you just gotta have a win. You're like, we're gonna do this until. (laughs) We're gonna do this until. I mean, you clearly knew the most about rocks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the answer should be a number. I that's agree, what I was trying so. to get at with how many types of rocks there were. Apparently, between forty five hundred and five thousand. Wow, that's a lot. But types of rock between minerals, like that's just a very no. It's just types of rocks. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Every minute we keep going is another minute I need to edit. All right, I'm Marion. This has been my top everything. I'm Kara, your winner this week. And I'm Mara. <laughs> nice. Keeping my identity protected because I can't have this associated with myself. Uh, email us at mytopeverythingpodcast at gmail.com if you want to interact with us. And have a good week. Bye. 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 Wow. So the music should be before that chaotic mess of a of a tiebreaker. The music? It's so long. I, I kind of think the tiebreaker might just be like a bonus content thing at some point. We can just okay. skip all of it to the point where I won. 
I get. I would like it mentioned that. That's really not. You held your own. You held your own. Yeah, and arguably, and there were a couple where we can argue that it should have ended, but that's fine. Um, I agree. Uh, Yeah, Uh, I've got what two notches.